Good morning, and welcome to Naples United Church of Christ. My name is Dawson Taylor, and I have the great privilege of serving as senior minister. And this is one of those Sundays where it's particularly special to serve as senior minister because it's one of the most beautiful Sundays of the year where we celebrate God's presence to us in the Christmas season through song. And so it's wonderful to have you with us this morning. It's a privilege to welcome those who are worshiping with us virtually. And I hope that you'll find the blue registration pads that should be somewhere along your row. Please register your attendance so that we know that you are here and can respond. And if you are worshiping virtually, this is a good time to use the comments section to let us know where you're worshiping from so that we know how best to be in ministry together. As you can imagine, there is lots of things happening in the life of this great church in this season. And so I want to highlight a few things, and you'll hear more uh, later in the service. I want to let you know or remind you that next Sunday is Reverend Dr. Sharon Harris Ewing's uh, last day with us as she re-retires. And then I discovered promptly flees Florida, at least for a week, the next morning. So she really is taking this retirement thing seriously. And so I hope that you'll be here not only for a beautiful day of worship, it's going to be um, a children's pageant um, that will be uh, a wonderful gift, but it will also uh, be a day where we will celebrate Sharon and her ministry with a reception following both services. So I hope that you'll plan to be here and to help us celebrate Sharon. If you are interested in knowing more about what membership at Naples United Church of Christ entails or uh, how you can become a member, I want to invite you to a reception today following the service. It's going to be in Nelson Hall, which is the next building over through the courtyard. You'll see people and signs pointing you in that direction. But I would invite you to uh, stop by. There's wonderful food. Some of our leadership will be there to greet you. And um, and then that will lead to uh, an invitation and directions for our evening with your pastor, which is this Thursday evening. And it's an opportunity to just gather with the clergy team and uh, for us to get to know you and you to get to know us. And again, answer questions that, that you may have. This is a special season in the life of the church. We obviously are celebrating the opportunity to gather in person again and to be together as God's people uh, in person. And as I think some of our patterns get back to a little bit of normalcy. But it's also a special season because on September 1st, 2001, Dr. Becky Weiss, she was Dr. Becky Weiss at that time, now Dr. Becky Weiss Rump, um, was hired as the director of music ministries as well as the organist of this great church. And at the time, the choir uh, room and her office were over in what we now call the Precious Cargo part of our campus. Um, Let's just say things have changed all for the good over the last 20 years. And that has been because of the passion, the dedication, and the commitment of Dr. Becky Weiss-Rump. So today, we are starting a series of celebrations throughout this season to say thank you to her, to honor her, and to express our deep gratitude. And so one way that I want to do that is invite Becky to come 
and receive these flowers as a gift. And if you conduct with these, you get an extra credit. But we want to say thank you for all that you do because I think people don't often know that part of how we have such remarkable music... the nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> so part of what you don't know is that the way that we have the music that we do is because of the relationships that Becky has in our community. And she will call on people and, uh, and beg them, plead with them, do whatever it takes to make sure that we have the music program that we do. And uh, John Barnes, the chair of our music committee, and I at the 11 o'clock service will be uh, presenting another gift. You get the same flowers, but you get another gift um, at, at that service. But we just want to say Thank you, Becky, and that we look forward in this season to celebrating you and what you mean to us. Congratulations. Thank you. Indeed, as on this, the third Sunday of Advent, where we celebrate joy, let us center our hearts and minds as we prepare for worship this morning. We continue the tradition of lighting a candle on our Advent wreath, again reminding us that as we approach the longest, darkest night of the year, that the light of Christ continues to grow and to build. And so this symbol is an important part of what helps us prepare. I'm honored this morning to welcome Amy and Karina to the chancel to light it for us. It seems also appropriate that Amy and Karina were married by Reverend Dr. Sharon Harris Ewing. When was that? I'm trying to remember. In June, yeah. And, um, and so they are in a, an exciting time of their life, which also includes foster classes as they prayerfully hope to welcome a child into their home. And so in this season where we anticipate welcoming a child, it's a privilege to have Amy and Karina to come. Thank you both. Joy is the space between your breath and your laughter. Joy is a hand wrapped around yours. Joy is your heart beating in sync with someone else's heart. Joy is the first day of a new season and the intoxicating hope it brings. Joy is dancing in the kitchen and singing in your car. Joy is the first cry of a newborn baby. Joy is contagious. Joy is a song. Joy is the daughter of gratitude. Joy is the heart of praise. Today, we plant our feet in joy. For much of Advent, we assume the position of leaning forward, longing for the moment where God will break into this world once more. However, today, we stop leaning to remember with gratitude all that God has done for us, through us, and around us. So today, we light the candle of joy as a thank you for laughter and for hands that hold our own, we light the candle of joy for the change of in seasons, for kitchen dance parties and newborns. And most importantly, we light the candle of joy 
as a sign of gratitude for a God who makes water in the desert, heals the sick, offers sight to the blind, and who knows us by name. If joy is the song of praise, then joy is where we should stand. Uh, please return to your bulletin and let's pray together. Loving, Loving God, God, all, all of creation, creation rejoices for you. For you. It is you who hung the stars, and you made our beating hearts. Thus, as we anticipate the birth of your Son, fill our hearts not only with hope and peace, which we so desperately need, but also with joy. For when the nights feel too long and the darkness too strong, you light the way for us. In your holy name, we so gratefully pray. Amen. Please be seated. This is my first Christmas Music Sunday, and wow, we sure are blessed. <laughs> I invite you to join me in our invocation, which is printed in your bulletins. Jesus, we await your coming. We wait filled with hope, knowing your light will shine in the darkness. We wait anticipating your peace, believing that one day it will fill our world. We wait embracing your love. May we reach out to share it with our neighbors. We wait with joy in expectation of your birth. Come soon and fill our worship and our world with your light. Amen. At this time, I would like to invite the children who are with us to join Miss Merrill at the back of the sanctuary and um, go to Sunday school. I want to also extend the peace of Christ to all who are worshiping with us here in the sanctuary and also online. And I would invite those who are here in the sanctuary to stand and exchange the peace of Christ with one another, keeping in, in mind everyone's comfort with social distance. Just a couple of reminders for upcoming events. This is a busy time. This is the week of our all-church Christmas dinner, Wednesday at 5.30. So come for great food from our mission partner, St. Matt's House for great music from our chamber choir and great conversation with your church family. The important note is today is the last day for reservations. So before you go home, sign up out in the gathering place. This year's Christmas flower offering, which will provide poinsettias for the sanctuary, but will primarily benefit our new mission partner, Youth Haven, um, tomorrow is the deadline for getting those dedications in, so you can do it today or contact the office tomorrow morning. The third of our four Advent midweek meditations will be this Wednesday at noon. Um, I will be preaching, and we will be blessed by the music of Blair Francis Papanu um, on flute. Advent is a season of preparation, preparing to receive the gift of God, God's love revealed in the birth of the Christ child. So let us continue now in worship by preparing our hearts. 
through prayer. Let us pray. Creative God, we come to you in prayer this morning to thank you for the gift of music. Music expresses emotions when words cannot. It transcends languages and cultures. Music is the soundtrack of our lives, everything from social movements to personal milestones. When we think about it, almost every event in life, graduations, marriages, holidays, deaths, they all have music associated with them. We have music to help us celebrate our most joyful moments and to help carry us through our deepest moments of despair. We have drums, the rhythm that connects us to you, the heartbeat of humanity and all of creation. We have birds chirping and waves crashing, all the joyous sounds that nature makes to remind us of the wonders of this earth. Music in all its forms points us towards you, O God, something greater than ourselves, something beyond description. Thank you for music, for melody and voice and instruments. Thank you for the music leaders in our church, especially the leader at the helm, Dr. Becky Weiss-Rumpf, who makes sure that our community life is infused with music. The music at all of our events, far beyond just our Sunday morning worship services, adds color and life and vibrancy to all that we do. And for that, we are abundantly grateful. On this Advent Sunday of joy, we thank you for the joy you bring into our lives, especially at unexpected times. Thank you for the joy that seeps into the broken places, the levity we experience amidst the pain. Thank you for comedy, for joyous dinner conversations and phone calls. We can get so bogged down in the mire of everyday life that we forget to lift our gaze and experience the joy all around us. Help us to not take ourselves too seriously, O oh God, to summon the innocent joy which radiates out of children. Help us to be playful, for we know that you created us to enjoy this life. Your son's birth story is full of fear and anxiety, but also joy. We're reminded of the joy shared between Mary and Elizabeth, the joy that Joseph and Mary must have felt when the innkeeper took them in for the night, the joy the shepherds experienced when the heavenly messengers brought them good news, the joy the magi experienced when the star stopped above Bethlehem. And finally, the joy Mary felt when she first held that newborn baby in her arms. Help us to open ourselves up to the joy all around us so that we might experience it even and especially in the most unexpected moments. We take a moment to remember all of those who have been affected by the terrible tornadoes in Kentucky and the surrounding areas, those who have lost homes and businesses, and especially those who've lost their lives. We pray for those who are grieving and for all the first responders who are working around the clock to help those who have been affected. Be with them, O oh God, and know that our hearts that are with them as well. We pray all of this in the name of your Son, who first taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our scripture this morning is from the third chapter of the prophet Zephaniah. I invite you to hear what God would say to you. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. God has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion, do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory God will rejoice over you with gladness and will renew you in God's love and will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time. And I will save the lame and gather the outcasts, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home at the time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth when I restore your fortunes before your eyes, says the Lord. May God bless to us the hearing of these ancient words. Love Came Down at Christmas is a Christmas poem by Christina Rossetti and the lyrics of our next piece. It was first published without a title in Time Flies, a reading diary in 1885. It was later included in the collection Verses in 1893 under the title Christmastide. The poem is described as simple, direct, and sincere, and notes that it is a rare example of a carol which has overcome the disadvantage of not having a tune, which has caught the imagination of holiday audiences. The arranger of this piece is a highly regarded young composer and arranger He went to a highly competitive liberal arts undergraduate college, and his musical ability stood out even in college. Okay, I'm not actually sure about the competitiveness of his college. I can speak to Taylor Scott Davis's talent since he and I went to college together, and he was my brother's roommate 
His sister ultimately ended up being a sorority sister of my sister's and roommate also. In our reading for this morning, the time was the 7th century BCE. Zephaniah, the prophet about whom we know very little, was a contemporary of Jeremiah. The people were in the throes of idolatry. King Josiah, a person of God, was trying to restore the worship of one true God. While meeting with outward success, the hearts of the people were still loyal to human-made gods. The poor and the afflicted were neglected under the philosophy, each one for themselves. Only a small band of real believers could be found. They were called the remnant. The remnant concept goes back in time to Moses. The majority of people missed the point and sought idols of the one true God. Only a dedicated minority along with Moses carried the true message of Yahweh. Today, we celebrate the gift of music in our midst. After all, what would Christmas be without music? Didn't angels sing the night Christ was born? Well, actually, it doesn't say they were singing, but it says that they proclaimed glory to God in the highest. But that sounds like music to me. A few years ago, a group of junior high students were given a test of musical terms. Here are some of their best answers. Music sung by two people at the same time as a duel, one man wrote. I know what a sextet is, but I'd rather not say. <laughs> a xylophone is an instrument used mainly to illustrate the letter X, answered another student. Dirges are music written to be played at sad, sad occasions, such as funerals and weddings. <laughs> a virtuoso is a musician with high morals. <laughs> Handel was half German, half Italian, and half English. He was rather large. Listen carefully to verse 17 of our reading. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. God will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in God's love. God will exalt over you with loud singing. Do you get that? God takes such delight in humanity that God sings over us. It's like the image of a parent hovering over a crib to sing to a newborn infant. Can you envision God singing over us? If so, I wonder, can you hear God singing? Nietzsche said, without music, life would be a mistake. Today, we welcome the unexpected joy through music. Perhaps that joy comes from deep within where we can hear God singing. And in that joy, we feel God's love. 
the same love that came down at Christmas. My friends, receive these words of blessing. Let us go forth into the world indeed to hear God singing over us. And let us go forth from this place to find a self you can live with, a cause you can live for, and a redeemer whose love you can live into. And let us go in peace. Amen.